Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Kurita, the South Australian coordinator for Fate FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, you can text me on zero four zero. You can also email us info at faithfm.com.au. You can also visit our website on faithfm.com.au. Our theme for this week is the Holy Spirit in the contemporary religion. And our big question for today, what is the Holy Spirit's place in revival? Our co-host today is Lindy Spearing, and Lindy is the prayer coordinator for South Australia Conference. And Lindy, what other hats are you wearing? Yes, good afternoon, Nick. It's nice to be here. I am the prayer ministry coordinator for the South Australian Conference, also the women's ministry director. I help coordinate our resource centre and recently I also visit as a chaplain in the hospital those who come down from the country. So it all works together really well, my role, the four roles, and I'm very thankful and blessed to be doing that. That's wonderful, uh, Lindy. Now, you're the first time with me on Drive Time, but you're not a stranger to this program, are you? No, I've been on a few other times with Pastor Gary and... I've really enjoyed it. It's it's different sitting in a studio talking to a microphone, but it's also uh, a privilege to be able to discuss important things from the Bible. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, as you mentioned about the prayer coordinator here in South Australia for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, uh, today um, we are going to conclude this week uh, looking at, um, at the Holy Spirit and all the things which we can learn and know and apply in our life uh, of the Holy Spirit. Today I like to see a little bit even more uh, how can we link the prayer yes. with the Holy Spirit. Yes. Because we'll learn from the Word of God how important it is to pray to God yes. Yes. to give us the Holy Spirit. And um, I'm, I'm actually very um, excited to have you with us uh, for this program, particularly for uh, uh, for this uh, occasion to, as I said, to conclude uh, our study for the whole week. Now, Lindy, um, there are uh, quite few questions which I can ask you yes. um, today, but uh, let me start here with with this one: What made the difference for the disciples? At the time? That's a very interesting question, Nick, and I think we need to reflect a little bit. We're looking in Acts 2 and then again at Acts 4, but let's reflect a little bit on the disciples. Jesus chose 12 disciples. Now you imagine there's a high amount of testosterone going on, Nick, with these 12 men, and they were vying for attention. They were vying for places in this kingdom that in their mind was going to be an earthly kingdom uh, set up in Jerusalem that Jesus would be the leader and they would be his his staff, his co-leaders, they would be in important roles in this new this new 
um, I suppose you would call it economy, this new nation, this mm-hmm. new time in earth's history in Jerusalem. We also have to keep in mind too that at that time the Romans had a big stronghold on Jerusalem, on the people and they thought they were going to be breaking free. So in their minds the disciples were looking very much to uh, the worldly events of that time. They were looking in the here and now and they really had no understanding yes. of who Jesus really was they thought he was this good man, this good teacher, and yes, they'd seen his miracles, mm. but they didn't really understand that he was the son of God and that he was here to take back the authority from the enemy, from Satan for this earth. But he wasn't at that time to set up an earthly kingdom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was to come at a later mm, time. Mm. So as we reflect on the disciples and the way they were in their human manner, just the same as us, they were jealous at times and they were, you know, that Jesus called John and his brother the sons of thunder, which seems to indicate yep. they were passionate and perhaps yep. even angry sort of men. And so here's these men, as I said, with testosterone going and, and, and conflict and vying with each other and trying to get the right places. And then it all falls apart. Mm, mm. Everything that they'd looked forward to, they hadn't understood. And so when the cross happened, when mm. Jesus went to the cross, everything changed. Yes. Everything yes. changed for them. Mm. And as they went through that experience, I think they must have felt so distressed that their friend that they did care about Jesus, they loved him as a friend and they supported him to a large degree. But, of course, they all ran away Mm -hmm. in fear. And then their friend is, is like a common criminal put on the cross to suffer such a terrible death, an agonizing death. And they were so disappointed. They thought mm. that everything that they had been looking forward to was gone. Mm. But it was at the cross that everything changed for yeah, them. Yeah. And that's what Jesus wants to do for you and I today. He wants us to be aware of his sacrifice and his love for us. And so then we see the change as comes mm. in Acts. And, and Lindy, here just a couple of things to, to point out here. I mean, you see men's agenda and God's yes. agenda. Yes. They were following man's agenda. Exactly. And uh, you said something quite interesting. And I wonder, back there in that culture, maybe a woman was not so bold to tell them they are full of uh, testosterone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, probably they needed, you know, somebody to, to really uh, bring them a little bit to accountability, you know, to say, hang on a second, uh, Let's look a little bit different because you, you said another thing. They couldn't see at that time what Jesus wanted for, for the whole world, for this earth. Uh, they were focusing on earthly things, you know, seeing the, the removal of the Roman uh, suppression and so on and so forth. Mm. Even though they said to each other, I remember, you know, like um, um, Peter's brother, um, What's his name now? Um, Peter's brother, Andrew. Andrew, when he went and said, come and see, you mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, this is the Messiah. Yes. You see, they use the word Messiah. Yes. Which is the liberator. 
But no. the Jews were looking forward to, you know, like uh, next year in Jerusalem, this Messiah was going to come mm-hmm. and free them, mm-hmm. but they only saw the, the, the temporal. They only saw the here and now, mm-hmm. and they didn't understand the spiritual significance of eternity, of heaven, of, of an even greater deliverance. Mm-hmm. The deliverance that Jesus will bring ultimately is the deliverance from all sin. And the deliverance from every work of the enemy. Yeah, and, and you know, Martha, for example, um, I could learn from her uh, approach of Jesus mm. that they knew quite a bit of theology of yes. that time, you know, and uh, uh, how they've been told uh, in the uh, scripture mm. about Messiah and uh, what's about Messiah. But I believe the focus for these earthly things, so many times took away their attention to the worldly things from the heavenly things. And that's what I believe it's also the danger for us here today. Exactly. You know, and if I could just um, uh, go a bit further uh, here, uh, Lindy. Now, what was their, uh, why, why or how was their preaching so power-filled? Because, you know, you, you mentioned that they could not um, understand at the time, mm-hmm. um, but when they preached by thousands, you know, uh, just to remember the Peter's message, why was that so powerful, their preaching? So I think we need to again look at what happened after the cross. Jesus was resurrected, as we know, and he came and spoke to them. He even breathed on them uh, a measure of the Holy Spirit, if you like. They would have been baptized and received Mm -hmm. a measure of the Holy Spirit. But he said to them to wait. They were to wait together in Jerusalem, and they were to spend time there would have been an understanding during this time of Passover that they spent time together uh, sharing the gospel, talking, although they probably wouldn't have called it the gospel at that time, but sharing the message of Jesus, sharing with each other, praying and waiting. I was just going to say, but, but you said the word already because I was going to ask what do you mean when you say they were waiting? I mean, they were just uh, in holiday having nothing to do or uh, they were enjoying the sunshine or all other things or while they were waiting. But you said the word, they were praying. They were praying. And, and I believe that was the the most important thing in their life for, uh, for that period of time because, you know, they just experienced, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, Jesus being crucified. Mm. Their, uh, you know, teacher, their uh, uh, savior, because they mentioned so many times about him, you know, that you are the son of God, you know, to uh, to come and to rescue us. And I believe they really use that time in prayer. Yes, prayer. And sometimes during that time of coming together with others and praying, there's a humbleness that comes about, mm-hmm. Nick. And they had remembered, as it says in Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And we don't have time to talk about who is this Holy Spirit, but this was a gift that when Jesus ascended to heaven was to come and to empower his disciples, to empower his people. Mm. And it's when they were empowered that everything changed. All of those 
human sort of attributes that can be so strong in us, those those sinful desires, wanting to fulfill just what we want for ourselves, changed when the Holy Spirit was poured out on these disciples. They're their whole focus changed. Mm-hmm. But as you said before about how did they have this power, it was because somehow, and I don't know that it's fully even explained in the Acts book, and it's interesting, it's called the Acts of the Apostles, isn't it? But it mm. probably should be the Acts of the Holy Spirit mm. or the Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostles. And so here's these Apostles, here's these disciples Standing up and with great power they are speaking the truth. Now they weren't learned men. They weren't trained in the synagogues like the Pharisees Mm -hmm. and Sadducees. And yet it's like this powerful truth came out of their mouths. Very powerful. And, and Lindy, also, as you mentioning these things, you know, they were not learned uh, like other people and... uh, they were still so bold, you know, speaking up about uh, about Jesus. Uh, and another uh, another thing which you just um, mentioned, you know, um, early there, that they were, you know, changed uh, after they they waited, you know, for the Holy Spirit. And you can think sometime in this way: Oh, what a magical thing! You know, they. All of a sudden, they were just changing a twinkling of the eye mm. because of the Holy Spirit. And people can associate this sort of thing in today, uh, Christendom, you know, uh, and uh, walk with, with Jesus mm-hmm. and the experience of the Holy Spirit. That, wow, the Holy Spirit touched me and I'm totally, uh, you know, um, a different man. I'm not sure actually if that was the case with the disciples because there was uh, lots of preparation there. Uh, there, And when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, obviously they stood up boldly. And I will say this thing with reason. Not just saying all sorts of things, you know, whatever it is, you know, and not knowing what's happening. Mm-hmm. Actually, they really reasoned. With even their with their own lives, mm-hmm. the the previous uh, years, you know, and looking back on how he, they even treated uh, their master Jesus, you know, uh, uh, let's uh, let's say Thomas, for example, not believing in him, mm. um, John and James wanted the first place, and all those things. You see, here there was something to change in their life, and that's not just a magical uh, touch. Can we sometimes fall into that danger of believing that the Holy Spirit will just in the twinkling on I will just change you and uh, even, even if you like it or not, you will be a different person? I think we have to look at their lives up until that point. They knew the scriptures mm. and like all the Jews and even all the people that they spoke to in Jerusalem at this time had come to Jerusalem for the Passover. Mm. So they were people that knew the scriptures, the Old Testament, and here they were coming together. I don't think it was just the words. I believe it was the spirit working through them that brought conviction and that brought also shined the light. It's almost perhaps like there'd been a bit of darkness up until this time and then this great amount of light burst over them. And so, yes, I agree that there are times when someone can be transformed almost in in a short space of time, but 
more often than not, it's over a long period of time mm-hmm. of knowing something of the scriptures, knowing something of Jesus. And these men were brought to their knees. Yeah. They yeah. were brought to their knees in a humble spirit, seeking after and feeling such grief, too, that Jesus had gone. And not even knowing when he would come back the second time mm-hmm. and and believing at that time it it could be a short time yep. you can understand yep. them believing that absolutely this is over 2000 years ago now nick and so this power this holy spirit coming on them made all the difference to their testimony yes. and i know in my own times that i t- take a service in the church nick that when there's a greater anointing of the spirit whether it's through my having more time to spend with the lord or mm-hmm. humbling myself even more as he he peels back the onion layers in my life that my service will have more impact on those that are listening yes. if I haven't got that preparation, mm. if I haven't got the Holy mm. Spirit there. Or even on occasion, some people are not open and it's you're shut down yes. and the Spirit can't work in the same way. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Lindy, I'm going to take a short break here and uh, play an ad. This is an, an amazing book. We're giving away uh, this uh, wonderful book called The Great Controversy. And I'll give my number also if you like to send the text right now as you listen to this program. My phone number is 0401 Please listen to this ad and you'll have some more information there to go on our website if you like to do that way. But again, if you like to get this book and be delivered at your um, door, free of charge, no obligation, just uh, text me on 0401 I knew I would press the wrong button, but this is the ad right now. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. Get that amazing book in your your hands and uh, you'll really enjoy reading. It's a wonderful book uh, talking about the whole history of the uh, uh, Christendom and um, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. I'm going to play a, a song here and then we'll come back to continue, Lindy. And the song I would like to play is Softly and Tenderly by Sarah Groves.
Welcome back. That that was a wonderful song and uh, really enjoy it. Uh, we are back here on uh, Drive Time BQ&A on Fate FM with uh, Lindy Spilling, our co-host uh, today. And uh, we are looking into this uh, um, question today. Uh, what is the Holy Spirit's place in revival? And Lindy... You are talking about the disciples and they uh, being uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, now, I mentioned a bit earlier, just briefly, that uh, when Peter was standing up and preaching, you know, uh, 3,000 were added to their number. Mm. Now, uh, Lindy, was it just their words? That's a very interesting thing. Point, and I think we need to look at this. So Peter, if you think about Peter, he he was a big. I, I picture him as a big fisherman, a little bit rambunctious, outspoken, wasn't he? he was mm-hmm. outspoken, and he said a lot of things. And he also was forgiven in a in a powerful way too for his denial of yes. Christ. You know, and so here he is speaking, and he stands up and he speaks after they've had the outpouring of the Spirit, and it it says that. There appeared to them like divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. It's like that God showed them that there was some evidence of the Holy Spirit, and it would have been a a powerful expression of the Holy Spirit. And they were speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, and Mm -hmm. people were amazed that, you know, they could all understand in their different languages. I think that it wasn't just that they spoke in different languages, Nick. I think it also meant that. They were able to articulate these fishermen in in an educated way, and the only way they could have been educated is through the truth of the word through the Holy Spirit. Yes, and so here they are. Here's Peter standing up, reasoning with them, and he testified and he exhorted them, and he he told them that that Jesus had been crucified, and, and they said. Well, what should we do? Mm-hmm. Their hearts were smitten. They were cut to the heart. And he said, repent and let every one of you be baptized. And when he had spoken these words, about 3,000 people joined them in a day. Now, that is a m- miraculous event, isn't it? So it wasn't just the words. It was the conviction that came through the Holy Spirit. It was like the Holy Spirit opened up the curtain over their eyes yes. that they couldn't see the truth of the gospel. And it was so powerful that 3,000 were added in one day. That's amazing. Uh, that's amazing, uh, uh, Lindy. And, uh, yeah, we, we talked about that this would not happen if they wouldn't be wouldn't be prepared uh, for this. Now, uh, how do we have power filled prayers? Yes, that's very good question again. In verse 42 in Acts 2 it says, "And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers." So you imagine all of these people, these hundreds and hundreds of people, eating together, fellowshipping together, sharing with each other, but they were praying. Yes. And you can imagine what their prayers were. Some of their prayers must have been, Lord, forgive me. 
I allowed you to be crucified. I didn't recognize you. I didn't know who you were, and now I can see. Some of them must have had broken hearts and tears running down their face. Absolutely. As they surrendered to this Lord, to this God that was suddenly revealed to them through the life of Jesus. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And here are these people transformed and changed and and. Let's face it, Nick, what is prayer? Prayer is communicating with our heavenly God. Yes. And it's through these prayers and through this relationship that they change. And it says later, they sold their possessions and goods and divided among each other. And they continued every day going from house to house with gladness and simplicity of heart. Simplicity of heart. And that's something that you and I need today in this world. We need a great anointing of the Holy Spirit. We need to break bread and share with our fellow uh, Christians, people who love the Lord too, Mm. and uphold each other in prayer. It would have been so comforting being together in this place, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, you know, uh, you mentioned, um, I mean, there must be, you know, all sorts of uh, signs and wonders, you know, uh, during uh, uh, this time. Now, they also did during uh, the time with Jesus. You know, they they went and did some, uh, some successfully, some not so successfully. Yes. You know, uh, even uh, deliverance and uh, from demons and so on and so forth. But uh, what would you say, uh, Lindy, in this regard about the the signs and power? Because most people and Christians will associate the work of the Holy Spirit mm. with these miraculous things. And I think we sometimes forget that the fullness of the gospel is Jesus taking back all authority from the enemy and reflecting who God is. And mm. God wants to heal and restore and set free. And it's not long after this in Acts in chapter 3 that a lame man was healed And he was, you know, leaping up and walking around and praising God. He was so excited. And who does the glory go to when something like that happens? It goes to God. Mm -hmm. God's name is glorified. But the Pharisees weren't happy and they had Peter and John arrested. And that's where we come back to this prayer for boldness in Acts 4 verse 23 and onwards they started to pray for boldness because they saw that the nations were raging and the people were plotting vain things as they quoted from the Old Testament Mm. from King David and they wanted to pray that the Jesus would make them bold, yes. not frightened of being locked up in prison, not worried about what man said about them, but that they were more concerned about what God had told them to do mm-hmm. in his power. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Again, just quickly, uh, that ad with a great controversy for you to jot down, you know, some information if you like to uh, to get that book. Again, my phone number is zero four zero one three zero five zero seven seven, and uh, you can send me an um, an SMS on uh, on that, and we'll make sure that you'll have the book delivered to your door. When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy, filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. 
To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And again, my phone number is 0401-305077. It's also good to have David uh, with us again. David Lima is from uh, Family Voice Australia. And uh, always enjoying, David, your um, uh, input. And, uh, yeah, you have some insights, which I really like all the time, you know, when you're coming here. It's very good to have you with us. Thank you so much, Nick. It's great to be on air again. David, uh, we are uh, talking uh, all this week, um, quite interesting uh, topic about the Holy Spirit. Yes. And um, as a Christian voice for the family, you know, uh, for the um, uh, Family Voice Australia, I'm sure you value the guidance of the Holy Spirit, yes, do you? absolutely. The Holy Spirit is necessary for every believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we profess faith in Christ, he comes into our hearts. The law of God is then written in our hearts so that we no longer need the supervision of the written law, yes. valuable as it may be, mm-hmm. but we are being prompted inwardly and we are equipped to serve God living holy lives. So mm-hmm. it's very important that we have the Holy Spirit living in our lives, Nick. Mm. Oh, that's very, very good, uh, David. And uh, also, another thing which I would like to um, to ask you right now, um, can you share with us uh, some details about the Holy Spirit and the uh, Um, Australian nation. Yes, yes. The Holy Spirit has been brooding over this great South land since time immemorial, of course, revealing himself. Mm -hmm. And as explorers were coming to this part of the world, they were really very much guided by the Lord to bring the Christian message here. It's in some subtle ways. For example, back in 1606, all those years ago, William... Yanez, I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly, he arrived in Australia in his ship called the Dufkin, which is the little dove. And we think about the dove as being a symbol of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. of course. And then in that same year, Pedro de Quiros arrived in this region, and he was looking for the great southern supercontinent, which, of course, doesn't exist. Yes. But uh, he thought he'd arrived, and we'll call that an offshoot, offshore island of Australia. It's actually Vanuatu. Okay. But he, he thought it went down as far as the South Pole, and he claimed it in the name of the Lord, and he planted the cross of Christ and called it the great land of the Holy Spirit. So we, we sometimes in our churches sing about the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it goes back all the way to 1606 when he was seeking to bring the gospel to the indigenous people of this part of the world. Mm. So we've got that very rich heritage there in the naming uh, of the great south land of the Holy Spirit. All right. And uh, not long ago, I was visiting Kangaroo Island uh-huh. in South Australia, and uh, I went to the site where the first uh, people arrived there, and I learned that uh, the first thing they did, they nailed down mm. on the shores, mm. and they pray, and they established a little church there, actually, just uh, on the shores there. That's uh, that's what I, uh, I've i been told while I, I visited the, exactly. the island there. Exactly. Now, also, uh, what about the role of the Holy Spirit 
in revival. Yes, yes, absolutely necessary. And uh, there's a wonderful story about the explorer Magellan when he went to the Philippines. He saw there was a sick young man in the chief's house. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was the grandson of the chief. He said, turn to Christ. And I, I can only imagine that he was led by the Holy Spirit to say this. He said, turn to Christ and you will be revived and, and renewed. Mm. He he immediately professed faith in Christ. He immediately became well. And 2,200 people immediately turned to Christ. Wow. So the role of the Holy Spirit to lead Magellan. Now, not everything Magellan did was right, but yes. that's true of all of us. Yes. Um, but the the leading of the Holy Spirit, the miracle, and the powerful conversion. Uh, that's in the Philippines, which has had a very strong Christian heritage ever mm, since. Mm. And, you know, uh, you, you point out something interesting because uh, particularly naming, you know, and talking about uh, Magellan, mm. Um, mm. you know, not everything what he did was right. And, you know, we have that um, maybe misunderstanding that uh, uh, once you are under the Holy Spirit, then you are forever, you know, uh, safe. That's mm. not true, actually. Mm-hmm. You, you have to maintain that mm. relationship. Um, to be guided by the Holy Spirit because you can easily walk astray, you walk away from, uh, That's from right. that. You can walk uh, away from the faith. Yeah, absolutely. Tragically. Absolutely. Yep. Um, but we pray that all who will receive Christ will stay in Christ. Mm. All right, another one, just uh, yes. another question, David, yes. um, uh, for today. Um, what about the role of the Holy Spirit to run nations wisely? Yes. Well, you think about the way in which Joseph wonderfully led Egypt he saved the nation from starvation. Mm-hmm. We think of Daniel, who provided wonderful leadership to the pagan Babylonian Empire, Esther over the Persian Empire. Yes. These examples in the Old Testament there. The Holy Spirit was presiding over all of that, giving Joseph the ability and Daniel the ability to interpret dreams. They both said they can't do it. It's not a natural gift, but God will give Pharaoh the answer he requires, Joseph said. So this is how the Holy Spirit works. Mm -hmm. It's the same God then as now. And so we must trust God that he will rise up people like Daniel, Joseph, and Esther to provide godly leadership in our modern world. We certainly need the Holy Spirit's leading. I wonder if I might just close with the prayer which is prayed every day in the House of Commons. That's the British Parliament, the lower house, because it so wonderfully mentions the guidance of the Spirit. Lord, the God of righteousness and truth, grant to our Queen and her government, to members of Parliament, and all in positions of responsibility, the guidance of your spirit. Oh, that's wonderful. That's very good. Thank you very much, David, for sharing with us today again. May God bless you. And as you continue to uh, uplift you know, God uh, in all circumstances, yes. in politics, in all other, you know, opportunity you have. Yes. And uh, be guided yes. by the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 When your life gets harder and the world gets worse, Jesus has the answers. Do you need the hope that Jesus will bring into your heart? What about your friends, family or workmates? Faith FM's free offer for you today is a life-changing book called The Great Controversy filled with stories of hope and encouragement that are guaranteed to draw you closer to Jesus. To receive your free copy of The Great Controversy, go to faithfm.com.au or call us on 1-800-FAITH-FM. That's 1-800-324-843. And Lindy, it's so true what David was saying, you know, that you need to be bold, you need to stand up for your values, and the disciples did exactly that thing. 
They did. They did, Nick. And after Peter and John were released from the Pharisees, they they came back to all of their friends and, and they they heard or told them that, you know, that they'd been released and, and they were praising God one accord. They were saying, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them. And so here they were praising him and, and honoring him. And it's so important in our prayers too and our relationship with God mm-hmm. that we recognize his great sovereignty and his power and his glory and his majesty. And that's where we are humbling ourselves, recognizing, you know, I said to someone recently, Nick, I said, if the world moved even a degree closer to the sun or a degree away from the sun, we would be all destroyed. Mm. It's only through the sustaining power of our of our loving God that we exist. And sometimes we need to be reminded of that. And here they were praising God. And then they wanted to pray that they could go out boldly. And it says here in their prayer, and here they are talking to the Lord. Now, Lord, look on their threats. And who was threatening them? The Pharisees. Yes. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. So they were praying to God that they would have a boldness in in preaching the word. By stretching out your hand to heal... And that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Mm -hmm. This was a very, very important prayer that the disciples prayed because they wanted for the signs and wonders to follow. And Jesus said that it would. He said, if you are my disciples and if you, if you go and preach the gospel, these are the evidence that you are preaching it. There'll be healings and raising the dead, casting out demons. And so they were wanting to go forward with boldness and not to be concerned about any opposition that they would come up against. Mm. And and just on that one uh, quickly, uh, Lindy, because, you know, I've been exposed myself to some manifestations of the Holy Spirit. And sometimes, look, I, I have to be honest here. I was a bit uncomfortable, you know, because of uh, certain things, just pushing to the extremes. And I I thought, oh, is that how the Holy Spirit works in uh, our life? You need to be like a kind of... Uh, um, Possessed, you know, by the Holy Spirit, and you need to. I mean, the Holy Spirit will take over you if you give your life to the Holy Spirit. But you know, those extreme manifestations. What's? Do you have anything uh, on that one, or uh, would you like to say something on that? I know it's it's not so easy to talk about this, but uh, the other day, sorry, just the other day, uh, our uh, uh, colleagues they were talking about uh, speaking in tongues, for example, you know, and they dealt with that. Uh, now, I, I'm not. I'm not going to be judgmental in anything here, but I would like to say, yeah, what do you think about uh, this sort of manifestations? I personally believe that the Holy Spirit will manifest in the way that is needed at the time. Mm-hmm. During that time of Pentecost, there were people from so many different nationalities and languages that the disciples were given what they needed for that time. There are other times that the Holy Spirit will manifest in in a great anointing on somebody and they'll speak out 
truths. There are other times where the Holy Spirit will manifest and people will be miraculously yeah, healed. Yeah. And I've experienced people being healed. And we don't deny any of those things, you know? No, and, and look, neither we should. I was reflecting on what David said during the interview and Humphrey Jones and David Morgan headed the Welsh revival in 1859 mm-hmm. and Wales was transformed through this revival. That is the Holy Spirit. That is not those two men. And you think about John Wesley, what happened in England. And at that time, it was a country that was addicted to gin. Even in Parliament, they sometimes had to stop their meetings because the the, the men were drunk. Mm-hmm. You can't even imagine this, can you? And so John Wesley came with a great anointing of the Holy Spirit and there was such a transformation and a change. And I believe, again, we're going to see that, Nick, that as people realize their need and perhaps through COVID, people have had more time to think about and reflect spiritually, that they will reach out to the Lord and they will pray to him and they'll ask him for boldness. They'll ask him to work through them in mighty and miraculous and powerful ways. Mm, mm, absolutely. God, God's power was really poured out um, upon God's people. And we're talking about even the um, time of the disciples as they uh, spoke out boldly, stood up for their faith, uh, even in front of those very well-educated people, knowing everything in the Torah and, uh, you know, yes. they, they really stood bold. Uh, do you have anything to say in this regard? I mean, how, how can we today, uh, in our time, to really stand firm for our faith? Probably now more than ever, there seems to be quite an attack on Christian values. You know, schools in America saying we don't want God in the schools and we don't want prayer in Parliament. You start to hear these rumblings and the changing of laws and things that affect our faith and what the Word shows us. Mm. And this is a time for us to know what we believe. You know, like that hymn, I know whom I have believed. And we believe in Jesus and who he says he was. Mm -hmm. We believe that he came to take back all authority. We believe that he has the power and the ability to transform our lives and preserve us blameless as is coming, it says in the Mm. Bible. Mm. And so as we believe that and the Lord will fill us with truth, we, we need to know the scriptures We need to be reading them every day. I'm not sure who's listening, but if you want to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus, every single day when you wake up, you need to surrender your life to Mm. him. Your first thought is, Lord, I surrender my life to you today. May you guide me and lead me. And you need to read his word every day, and you need to fill up on it. And not only to read it, Nick, but to believe it and to apply it and to have it hidden in your heart for any situation. And, And then God can fill us and make us bold for the truth that even if people we know don't agree with us, you when you've got the word of God to back you up, it's a living word it's a powerful word yes and it's a transforming word absolutely and lindy uh, i just want to mention this question because i'm going to to ask you this after the break because i'm going to take a short break again but um, think of this uh, if you can answer to us how is a person to receive the holy spirit we are going to take a break right now and i'm playing this beautiful song inevitable I can feel when my mind starts to creep into doubt 
On the days when there's strength in my heart's giving out There's a light but it hides from me deep in the cloud There's a voice that I need but I don't hear a sound If I run into what I can see can happen to you. Uh, if you really pray to God to receive the Holy Spirit, He will give it to you. Welcome back to um, to this program today, uh, Drive Time, big Q&A, and you are listening uh, today to Nick, Rita, and uh, Lindy Spearing. It's our co-host today dealing with the question, what is the Holy Spirit's place in revival? And uh, Lindy, I would like to ask you this. Uh, I mentioned it before the break. I, I want to see um, what would you share with us. How is a person to receive the Holy Spirit? It's a very good question. And in the New Testament, it mentions that we should desire the gifts of the Spirit, that we should want them. And if you look in Luke 11... The disciples had asked Jesus about how they should pray, and it's that well-known prayer, the model prayer, Our Father in Heaven, that Mm -hmm. Jesus replies. And then he goes on to talk about a friend at midnight coming and knocking on the door. You can just imagine, knock, 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 and you're in bed asleep. But it's after that that there's this beautiful scripture that says, And I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to Mm. you. And it goes on, Nick, and at the end of that it says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yes. 
Ask, seek, knock. I want to tell you, Nick, I grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist Church and I'd heard a little bit about the Holy Spirit, but I didn't understand about the Holy Spirit and asking him into my life. Yeah. And I think it was during a time when I recognized that I was failing in the flesh. Mm-hmm. I was making mistakes. I wasn't overcoming sin. I didn't have victory. I didn't have peace. I didn't have the fruits of the Spirit mm-hmm. or the gifts of the Spirit. And as I came to understand that and surrender, and it's interesting, if we go back to Acts 4, We talked about that prayer for boldness and they prayed it. And it says here in verse 31, very similar to what happened in Pentecost. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And so they had surrendered. They had been through a difficult time and they had knelt before the Lord, they'd recognized his sovereignty in their life, his his great amazing power, and here they were praying to him, give us boldness, please, through your servant mm, Jesus. Mm. All of this, Nick, is through Jesus. If the Holy Spirit is living in us, he is reflecting Jesus Christ in our lives. And so it's not Lindy's desires or Lindy's wants or Nick's desires and wants, it's Jesus desires and wants in our life That's wonderful Through the Holy Spirit And let me say this to you Nick When I understood that My spiritual life was transformed And I've been transformed Does that mean I'm perfect And I don't make mistakes I'd, I'd like to be able to say that But no But the Holy Spirit As I surrender to him And ask him to live in me mm-hmm. I am ch- changed and transformed And I remember a friend telling me That they struggled at home With the way they treated uh, her husband and her children And she confessed and repented And invited the Holy Spirit in And everything changed mm, mm. Oh, that's that's wonderful, uh, Lindy. And I will take an opportunity right now to tell our listeners, if you are living in uh, Adelaide, in South Australia, we are going to have a week of prayer uh, right uh, starting from tomorrow. If you like to experience a week of prayer, we are meeting at uh, in Mosson Lakes at Denison Center, number um, uh, 12 to 24 Garden Terrace, Mosson Lakes, 10 a.m. in the morning for uh, a time of prayer. And then for the rest of the week, we are going to meet in the homes, 7 o'clock in the evening, and uh, have prayer and ask God to bless us with the power of the Holy Spirit. If you like to be part of uh, this experience, you can always ring that number, which I gave it today. And again, I will mention it and will guide you through the whole program. Uh, my phone number is zero four zero one three zero five zero seven seven. You can you can call Nick or SMS on this number. Now, Lindy, uh, we are out of time today. Would you be able to pray in few words for uh, us and for our listeners? Thank you, Nick. Our gracious heavenly Father, we're not sure who's listening today, Lord, but we pray that. They will recognize the great need of you as we need to recognize that without you, we are nothing. That our very breath comes from you, Lord. 
And I pray, Father, that each one of us will be convicted now to surrender to you because the joy and the peace and the excitement for the future is something that cannot Mm. be, it just cannot happen any other way. And so, Lord God, may each one of us surrender our lives to you. May we bow before you. May we recognize you as our amazing God, our eternal God, our omnipotent God. And may we ask, seek, and knock for Mm. the presence of the Holy Spirit, for Jesus to live in us, the hope of glory. And, Father, may you go with each one of us this day is my prayer in Jesus' name, name above all names. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, uh, Lindy. Thank you, Nick. Uh, you're listening to Faith FM uh, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and Lindy Sparing. And please join us uh, next time when we ask, does the Bible have anything to say about uh, materialism? And until then, may God richly bless you. I will leave you this uh, with this song, The Greatest Commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul.